Hey there! Oh, what's this? Just the most incredible video game podcast. Oh, the hosts? Two dudes chiseled from the highest peak of Gamer Mountain, Tim Shortell and Val Janvier. Oh yeah! Welcome to the Couch Jockeys. Buenos dias. Nosotros somos los Couch Jockeys. Hello, everyone. Hey, we are the Couch Jockeys, <laughs> is, what, is what my friend over here is saying. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's, and that's not even good. It's really, no, I, I really don't know Spanish at all. Ah, man, we're going international. I'm just trying to impress. You, you impressed me. <laughs> oh, good. All right, I got somebody. I hope I got the translation correct. <laughs> me too. <laughs> What's up, boys and girls? We are the Couch Jockeys. The Couch Jockeys. We are the podcast for those that love to game, but don't always get... The first game when it comes out, you know, the opening week, right. where the guys that uh, talk about games and usually play them through word of mouth, uh, try to get video games in our lives throughout the week while we're busy doing everything else. Um, and we pay some tribute to the old stuff, talk about some of the new stuff, and then, of course, uh, relatable stories such as dealing with people distracting you, uh, 12-year-olds telling you all the horrible things they do to your mother over the internet. Oh, my God. And um, Where did he get this other, language from? Yeah, and just all the other pains and gains of the video game culture. Damn 12-year-olds? <laughs> this is, they've recently no, hurt no, you. No, never mind. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> we got three sections for you. Our first one, Player Select is going to feature the Xbox Game Pass uh, and the PlayStation's equivalent of the PlayStation Now service. Right. A service that allows you to play uh, retro and even kind of somewhat current games. Yeah, PS4. Uh, for, yeah, for a flat fee. Val, opinions? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what is going to be a part of the Xbox Game Pass. Maybe through our discussion, we'll figure out if I'll end up subscribing to it, you know? Okay. Uh, I used, to have, I used to have Gamefly, so... That's right, yeah. Gamefly. Plus, we got we to gotta talk how that affects Gamefly and basically where you go now that you've got all this stuff available to you. Right, exactly. For a bit from the past today, we're discussing our favorite horror video games. Everyone, I'm sure, has that one game that either scared the crap out of them uh, as a child or maybe they just love it. You know, more blood, more gore, uh, the better. Resident Evil. And of course, we will at some point bring up Resident talk Evil. About Resident There's Evil. There's almost no way you can dodge it's that. Impossible. A defining game. I mean, in the genre. You can forget about Silent Hill, but you gotta talk about Resident Evil. <laughs> Controversial <laughs> statement. And of course, we will wrap up today's discussion with party chat. The subject being what your friends described to be the perfect game that just did not hook you at all. Exactly. The games that everyone got so much hype on, and they were like, everyone's going to love this game, you're going to love this game, you totally got to get it, and you're like, all right, I mean, damn, like, everyone is playing it when I jump on the system, like, it's got to be a big deal, and then you jump on, and you can barely get through the tutorial without wanting to sell it back, or throw it out. Questioning every step you make. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think we all deal with it, and uh, I'm pretty excited to, to talk about that. Me too. All right, compadres. Let's get Vamanos. this show going. <laughs> <laughs> So we got the Xbox, uh, yes, the Xbox Gamer Pass, and we got the PlayStation Now, which is essentially the PlayStation runs for, I believe, $20 a month, 
And then Xbox's more recent uh, counter service, if you will, at $10 a month. Uh, They throw out a ton of old games from the, you know, PlayStation with PlayStation 2 and 3 and the first one. And then, of course, respectively, Xbox has... I don't know if they're serving the original Xbox, but they... Which would be great. Yeah, okay, so they don't, but it's, I mean... I don't. Yeah, I mean, they 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 have let us know what games are going to be available. They say like at least a hundred titles, but okay. some of the f- titles that they've mentioned off the bat are uh, is Halo Five, you know, Guardians. Which if you didn't pick up Halo Five when it first dropped for the Xbox One, this is a perfect opportunity to play for at least a month before you decide. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. Uh, Payday Two, NBA Two K Sixteen. So, you know, a good list of, of games out there, and then there's going to be 100 more um, on top of that. And, like, every month they're supposed to, like, cycle games out and, and get you new games to play. So it sounds like a pretty legit service for people who, you know, don't have access to, you know, uh, 100 games a month to play, which sounds, like, excessive to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's actually really cool how they're handling it. So... We were more accustomed to Gamefly, which for those that were not familiar, Gamefly was a mail-in service where you would basically just create a queue of games you wanted to play, and then as long as you were a member for $16 a month, uh, you would just select one off the list, and once it became available, they would just send it to your house, and you can play it basically as long as you want, so long as you're a member, and then when you finally you know, beat that last boss, you could just chuck it in the mail, send it back to them, and then they'll send you something else. So, I mean... If you're looking at, you know, like your yearly spending, how many, how much money you drop on brand new games every year yeah. versus just playing it through Gamefly, which I'm sure, you know, it's insured if it comes broken or scratched or whatever. Uh, it sounds like a killer service for people that really, you know, game hardcore and really want to be able to play everything without breaking the bank. Um, yeah, I mean, like if you're a Microsoft or an Xbox uh, person and um, compared to what PlayStation now is, PlayStation, like you said before, is. It's $20 a month. If you want to do it for three months, I believe it's like $45. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good buy, but it's streaming only. They did recently mention that they're going to have, like, PS4 titles out there um, at some point. So, if you wanted to play, I guess, like, the remastered version of uh, The Last of Us, then that that's going to be good for people who um, are use PlayStation, who have PlayStation 4. For Xbox One, I think it's a better deal because it's $10 a month. It's downloadable, so you don't have to worry about it being streaming. So you just download the title, and you can play it whenever you want within that month. I think after a month, they they find some way to get inside of your Xbox and like <laughs> take it away. I don't, like I don't know, I don't know the technical specs, mm. but I I know for sure that uh, after that month, if you don't purchase the game, then it like disappears from your library. But okay. if, but if you do decide to buy it within that month, it's like twenty percent off. Which is which is great if you're a subscriber and any add-ons, which almost every single game has an add-on at this point, you get percentage off of that as well. So I think I think Microsoft did a uh, was pretty smart in waiting to see what uh, what Sony was going to do with the PlayStation Now and how they were going to expand that that service. So hopefully by the spring, when they're talking about Project Scorpio. And all that 4K wonder, right. they, like they, <laughs> wonder. They, they, they they let us know what's what more things you're gonna be able to get with this like with this gamer pass. Yeah, I, you know I, when it first came out, I know PlayStation really kind of initiated the whole move and 
but it seemed to really favor like the retro gamer. It was basically for someone that had a PlayStation 4 that was saying, oh man, I never got to play The Last of Us. I never got to play the Uncharted series. Right. You know, kind of just wishing that, especially when the system just came out, you know, it was uh, desirable for those individuals. Um, so when I first saw that, you know, I was like, all right, well, that's that's kind of all it really caters to, so I don't really know if, if it's for me. And, and it's kind of expensive because they were it was the library was kind of limited and they really only served like one month three month and six month so it, right. it was still it was just like it was a lot to invest in um now it's i think it's cool that not only is xbox now kind of doing something similar they're pushing themselves and playstation to start putting current gen games up there as well which is interesting because i think it it actually fights a whole different problem that the industry probably faces which is there you know can you imagine if most people if a lot of people start to jump on this idea of just playing any video game that they can get for x amount you know a year yeah, yeah. and it ends up being more cost effective than buying i don't know two or i'll say i'll say i'll say if we say three full video games like full price video games 65 dollars tax and all a year so if it's cheaper than buying three games a year like gamestop's gonna get hit hard this, you know, yeah, if you look at it true. that way, right. like I mean, they they found ways so far where if you buy something digital, you know, granted you do have to be a little concerned about how much memory you have on your system and if it fits and all that, but they're always trying to uh, undercut, you know, physical copies. They're, right. They're trying to discourage you from buying physical copies almost, uh, and in favor they will, you know, obviously they'll sell you something cheaper. Um, but now if they just say, all right, well instead of buying the game altogether. Here's everything. Just promise us X amount a year. Uh, I'm I'm realizing it as we're talking about it that that might actually cause more problems for people who sell physical copies more than anything yeah. else. It's like pulling the money out of third parties and putting it back into the first party's pockets. Yeah, is it, I'm yeah I'm yeah. As you bring that up, is is it's good good way to think. Like you know, EA. I think EA has like EA Access, and I believe Ubisoft has something like that as well. Where if you subscribe to this service, it gets you like a percentage off. A game, or like you, um, you get not, not not like a first look, but basically a day or so before the game is actually released, you get it first. Uh, most of the time, those probably are like digital or like physical copies. But it it, it goes back to what you were saying, and in the, in the fact that, well, how many AAA companies, you know, when they when they release a game, are they gonna? Uh, is it immediately gonna be uh, a part of this service? You know, like I'm putting ten dollars into this. All right, it's cool that I can play retro titles, but when the when the next God of War comes out and you've given me the chance to like play the back catalog of games, which would be which would be great, am I going to get a percentage off on the on the on the newest one? Like Uncharted, for example, they released like the first Uncharted like the first three titles uh, before they released Uncharted Uncharted Four. If you could yeah. have had those a part of this service. Like you know, with PlayStation Now, if you have like three months of that, that's well enough time to beat like three games. If sure. It, if I if you beat three games, like and they like gave you like instead of paying sixty dollars for Uncharted Four, but you got to spend spend forty five. You know, I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just giving for the uh, Sony CEOs who are constantly calling us and listening to the show, just giving you guys some rough ideas of right. like <laughs> things you can do. This is why they pay you the big bucks here at the Couch Jockeys. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got ideas. We're here. We're here for the for the people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I, 
I think that maybe they'll they'll offer retro you know games they they'll offer you know again like you can play more current games you know and you can get these discounts if or else we're basically just going to take them you know away from you or they'll i'm sure they'll have their quirks where they're like access to everything but you can only download two at a time right and like if you you can go offline with it but only for like a max of 30 days and then they'll lock it if you don't like get internet access again because i know like spotify does something very similar to that and uh, it's who knows there could be a lot of crazy drama going on in the next couple of years in video games um, well yeah I mean like like you said before like they're trying to push everything digital like to go to like the simplest idea of this thing when you got a physical copy of a game a few years ago it came with a booklet just to tell you what buttons to push Right. And then suddenly that book it, booklet became like two pages. It just told you like... T- <laughs> a it gave folded you, piece of paper. Yeah, it gave you the cover <laughs> art and then maybe in the back it had like um, a, a QR code for you to like scan or whatever so you can like redeem whatever thing... Right. Whatever, Unlock a new outfit for yeah, the Yeah, whatever gear you got because you bought the game from like Target or you got it from right. Amazon or you, or you bought it from GameStop or oh, you got it man. from Best Buy. Like, so now... It, yeah, this is definitely like another push because it's like okay, you had to get rid of all your 360 or Xbox games. Well, now we're giving you this other option that lets you allow to you know digitally download these games and then buy purchase probably purchase them again um, if you never save them to your cloud or whatever. And so now you're getting everybody into that habit of like oh I could just get my games digitally what's it, it, it kind of like is a it's a good service definitely for for avid gamers because it, it allows you to reduce space in your in your you know physical library at home like next to all your DVDs that you don't use anymore <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> you know, and blu-rays you know um, you you don't have to worry about having that you know when whenever Mass Effect comes out which is tomorrow when I, when I, uh, but uh, but uh, when that comes out like you don't have to worry about like making sure you know oh where's the disc oh it's just saved it's just saved to my hard drive yeah that's, I, a, that's I, a different thing I think once that like once that Netflix model came out you know with the the streaming and then maybe if you want to if you throw them a couple extra bucks you kind of get some extra perks right um every other business that can tap into that kind of design is going to because they can just constantly deliver content and it will just generate more subscribers and and people i don't know it's like i'm sure that's the next thing that the video game industry will will run into um you know granted i'm sure there's you could still buy something if you want like i'm sure that there'll still be some of the more traditional tactics but it would not surprise me if um you know granted whatever a a new game comes out but it's not going to be available on launch you know like I could probably go out and, I don't know, whatever, we'll say a new Halo game comes out. Like, I'm sure I could probably buy it digitally and play it immediately. Uh, But if you don't want to spend that money, you can eventually play it through the Game Pass service. But it might take, like, three or four months before it shows up. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. From the past. 
I, I wish I wish we could like hire like a you know one of those like old like Motown backup singer kind of situations. Yeah, all right. A bit from the past. I mean, wow. we, we could we could look into it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we will hold auditions. <laughs> if anybody wants to submit a tape of them singing uh, a bit from the past uh, jingle, go ahead. And we'll reward you handsomely. Yeah. With our gratitude. Gratitude. And we'll say your name out loud. <laughs> or send people to your your Twitter or SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll get you so many followers, you won't even know what to do with all these followers. <laughs> this week's Bit from the Past is our favorite horror games. Um, this is not going to be a whole conversation about Resident Evil. But you know we're gonna bring it up. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I already did. You just did. You just you just did it. <laughs> Sorry, I gave you no warning. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How do we want to start this? I got I got a list of a couple things I want to talk about, but um, and now I know you are the the house Resident Evil guy. Yeah, I love so, Resident Evil. So, tell me about that big moment that made you a Resident Evil fan for starts. Um, maybe we'll roll out from there. Oh sure. Okay. The uh, big moment that made me a Resident Evil fan is uh, a friend of mine after school. Like, he invited me and a bunch of my friends over to his place. Oh, I got this new game. He played it before we came through, so he knew when the scary moments were going to happen. So we didn't freak out when you came over. And yeah, you yeah. <laughs> he was just, like, waiting for us to, like, uh, jump the bastard. Um, but he was like, oh, yeah, we got to play it with the shades down. Like, put up, put, turn off the blinds. I'm like, um, okay, all right. Mm. This is, I, don't, I don't get it. This is not definitely not a sports title. Typical thing to say from somebody who has already played all the scary parts and knows when they're coming. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then next thing you know, you know, I see him walking around, and he enters a room, and, like, a dog just, like, busts through a window and everyone jumps back and screams and it's just like all right what is this game how do i get it <laughs> but hold on let me just watch keep on watching you play it because it might be scary and it's a pretty at first resident evil i mean i can't i can't think of any other survival horror games that came before it that gave you those type of scares like out of nowhere like you're you're afraid of crows just, just the moment you hear Rah! That's a crow, guys. Yeah, you knew uh, you were doomed. Yeah, these, yeah. These, these these aren't any friendly crows. Not at all. <laughs> I used to trust crows until this until that video game. <laughs> I remember being similar situation. I remember being about six or seven years old and my cousin having it, and uh, you know I, I was like I was too young and not cool enough to to have the the first PlayStation and the right. first Resident Evil, right? And uh, so I'm watching him play, and when they still had, I think they're referred to as like F. MV videos, but <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like those like old school CGI videos. Um, when that guy walks in that room and sees like that first zombie in the very first Resident Evil game, um, that that was weird. It was it was yeah, dark. Creepy turnaround. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, like especially when you're like six. Like I don't know. You're like not, you're not necessarily. Like, you were probably just being introduced to the horror genre it's right. not like you went out and saw i don't know the, the ring or whatever <laughs> I, like i'm, I'm I, <laughs> that's probably the worst example of a horror movie I, I just straight up don't watch them so it's a creepy movie though don't so worry. okay so i get some cred for that yeah right. yeah definitely so <laughs> um uh yeah that was that was probably my first moment and then i i dabbled in like suspense stuff i really got into that but as a 
like horror survival, I was usually the one that always chickened out. Uh, I mean, yeah, you gotta, I, you have to go back. I'm just saying, like Resident Evil. I think the uh, like Resident Evil Two, Code Veronica. There were just so many uh, Resident Evil Nemesis. That was, I mean, Resident Evil Four is the one that like I uh, readily will go back to, um, just because they improved the, of course, they improved the graphics and the and the controls. And it had a, a lot more speed to it versus the you know the the previous titles uh, before uh, Resident Evil Four. After that, it's kind of when they went crazy with the action, <laughs> <laughs> but it still to me still holds out as being um, like the the grandfather of like survival horror games. Like right. a lot of a lot of other games like looked at that and was like, all right, we're gonna go off this template of like having tension. Um, wherever you go, I know I badmouth Silent Hill at the beginning in the cold open, but you know Silent Hill was one of those other games that you know it, it definitely had uh, some of its influences from Resident Evil. It's like you know it being really foggy and mysterious, and you know slow. You 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 don't have any real weapons. You know, like if, even if you have a gun, you only get like one round, and right, you're always you trying to like. You're, it's a survival horror, like the, what right. it truly is in in those titles. Is like you're you're just struggling to survive. I uh, I remember playing Tomb Raider and even just like having a tiger jump out from behind a tree would like freak me out. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I okay. just, I'm just I'm just gonna set the bar as where my my horror gaming goes. Not that I think Tomb Raider was a scary game, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed. Last of Us, which, okay. again, I would really call more suspenseful than anything. It is not, you know, kind of like what I would... It's not what I would call a horror game. Okay. Uh, but it had elements of it. Um, I loved... Uh, I really liked Dying Light, which was a lot of fun. But, again, it, oh, it I had... I never got to play that one. It, 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 was, it was cool. It was actually... It really kind of captured that that hype over like the walking dead and surviving where everyone is a you know is a zombie and i mean it while it wasn't maybe as as real as you know you would want like a a genuine horror to be built right because it did have like being kind of like a parkour messenger okay yeah yeah maybe not have been the the rick grimes you were hoping for but (laughs) uh but it was cool you know what i mean it was it was a it was a cool world to be in and um I, I do recommend it, you know, on sale or when it's cheaper or used or whatever. You know, it's it, a fun game to, to burn through. You know, it's a, a random, uh, like, I guess um, something that would fit into uh, the horror area, um, like genre. There's a game called uh, I Am Dead. Have you? I Am Dead. I feel like it may have been on, 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 on PlayStation as well, but definitely no. I got it like, like Xbox Arcade. And okay. it's basically like the game. Like I made it midway to, through the game because um, I probably got distracted by like Fallout Four when it dropped. Of course, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's is is you just like you're a guy. I think it's like you're based in New York, and you don't mm-hmm. you, you you don't really know what's what happens when you go like traverse the city. Everything is covered in t- in like this dust, and people is, are like, if you think what's the name. I'm trying to think of this movie. It's not The Road. Remember the... No, no, you don't remember The no, Road. No. <laughs> so basically, it, it's, it's like, it's like the population is like, it's, there's not a lot of people. Anytime you uh, encounter someone, they're always immediately trying to kill you. 
when you when you when you're talking about you have no weapons, you have like maybe you have a gun and and perhaps like four bullets. And even when you pull out your gun on on someone else, the the mere fact that you pull it out, if depending on what weapon they have, they may run away, they may give you what they have. They're just just like you, they're trying to survive. But once they can tell that you have like maybe one round in there or they have a shotgun, they're gonna come after you. Right. And you have to like shoot at that person, but you you have to be clear that you're gonna get a ha- headshot because that as soon as you gave, gave up that one bullet, now you only have three, and they are scarce. Like this game was, it was, <laughs> and it it, it kind of I didn't have parkour elements, but it definitely had spots where you were, you had to be smart on like okay, I'm gonna climb up this ladder that leads to a bridge, but I have to leap to this other side, and now you're dispensing energy, and so every time you do that, your stamina goes down. And if you keep on doing it again and again, you slip, you fall, and you got to start all over again. You know, the the only thing that you can use as health is like water or like candy bars that you find. But, but just like bullets, they're hard. Yeah, yeah. Just like bullets, they're hard to find. Uh, yeah, I am dead. If 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 anyone out there has never played that game, definitely check it out. It was one of like like honorable mention. I really look like I, I love that game. Well, I I don't want to I don't want to steal the thunder. But no, 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 I am no. dead. But on this list, I definitely wanted to mention uh, Left for Dead. Yeah. Oh, shit. Which was awesome. Right. I was the one obnoxious guy on the team that always got excited when I heard the witch. <laughs> because not only was that shit, like, really freaky and weird, but I thought it was hilarious. I would I would be on the chat with all my friends being like, I hear her, and just running and screaming <laughs> and, like, just firing at will in hopes that, you know. And, like, that was an awesome memory for anyone who hasn't played Left for Dead. Um you're missing out. I know it's kind of old. It may not be that easy to get, but it was an awesome experience. I couldn't even really, like, say, oh, it's like this game. I mean, it, it was a first-person shooter. It, it was a zombie survival game. So it's not totally unique, but the experience of playing with your friends and this stupid witch thing that would hide right, out in the yeah, corner yeah. and you would only hear it crying, but you would never actually see it, you know, unless you, like, happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and then it just tore you apart with to no end. Um, yeah, Left 4 Dead was was awesome. Left 4 Dead was dope because it like it, you know, um, it changed what you would consider uh, a zombie from any other game uh, that came before it. Yeah. Because they were these were fast zombies. Like they ran out on you, and every time you had to repeat a level after dying, instead of like having the same wave of of zombies come after you, it the pattern changed. And if you like walked around, I'm like, oh, I just cleared it. I cleared this area, and you stand there for like more than thirty seconds. Next, thing you know, another wave of fifty <laughs> zombies start running you down, and like this overweight zombie that once you blow him up, it, like it just like blasts acid or all around the place. That was a really smart game. I like the fact that it was like it was a good game that you you could play online because everybody when you once you got into multiplayer, uh, everybody at least made it to the end of that level. You know, like right. you made you made sure that everyone survived. You get them to the helicopter or whatever, and everyone f- at least finished like one stage before they decided, all right, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna head out, or I don't like this room or whatever. Like we all wanted to get to the end. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm surprised. They, I know they made a Left 4 Dead too, but uh, we have yet to see it on current gen consoles. I'm kind of surprised they, like, you can't say the game didn't do well. Like right. I knew a lot of people played that. I'm, I might Unless be wrong. Unless they like, disbanded the you know the development team, like I, I yeah, don't... that's what I think. I, I feel like the the guys behind uh, Dead Island, I, 
feel like that's okay. the same team. I could be wrong, but I feel like once Which Dead maybe, Island came out, like you, you, you stopped seeing anything like anything new developing for, yeah. for Left 4 Dead. So I could be wrong in thinking that. Um, another random title I gotta toss in there is Dead Rising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> may not consider it. it's definitely not like I mean, yeah. You know what? It is survival horror because yeah. you're, you're surviving on your wits. You know, like what's the best way to kill a zombie? Is it with a is it with a shotgun or is it with a shopping cart that has uh, two chainsaws connected to it as you run through a shopping mall? Right. What's more fun? Yeah, the yeah, exactly. Or the lawnmower with a mop on it that decapitates <laughs> hordes of zombies. Like. <laughs> Um, let me see another Dead Space. Uh, yeah, Dead Space. Come on, like Dead Space is just like, hey, you've gotten really comfortable with your zombies being in Raccoon City. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now we're gonna now we're gonna toss you on a on a ship, and just give you a weapon that doesn't even have it's not even rounds, it's not bullets. You're just like using it to take off the limbs of these random aliens because once they are inches away from you you're already dead there's no there's no need to continue shooting just give up life yeah uh dead space was like a really weird freaky exhibit you could walk through in disneyland yeah that's that's the way i could describe it it was just like a like a cave that you would walk through and then just things would like lights and sounds and things would just pop up out of nowhere kind of like a haunted house you know yeah, if you were like sure. visiting one locally whatever uh except yeah except they're like massive spider looking aliens and you have to take them out limb for limb um but that's it it's over yeah, yeah. It, was, it was apparently a terrifying game um i only got to play very little of it i don't i don't know if i could talk about it enough to to claim I went through it because right. I totally didn't, and it sounds like I probably would have chickened out. <laughs> and, and and I definitely didn't want to wrap up this conversation without bringing up the ones that I can totally say are amazing, but I've only watched people play because okay. it, there is just like if there's like the super simple basic horror, like I would say if Dead Rising was like the PG. You know, zombie survival game. Right. <laughs> These were the extremes. Okay. And they're only fun to watch other people scream and freak out at. Um, is PT, which. Oh yeah. Which was that's a whole nother story. I, I should have mentioned the other. I'll, I'll get back to PT in a second. But um, and <laughs> Outlast. Outlast, I love watching people play, uh, because you yeah you were left with nothing but a camera and you walk through this psych ward and the it was an independent game that did super well. It's all over Steam and any, you know, Xbox and PlayStation arcade games, if you will. And um, it's it's awesome, but it's just all jump scares and just being weird and freaky and there's just, like, a bunch of psychotic naked guys running after you. Okay. Uh, no joke. Right. No, that, that, that's a part of it. That's a, um, all right. <laughs> it's like Eyes Wide Shut, the video game or something. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> um, I mean, if you haven't played it, Jeez, go if you're a fan of survival horror, go get it. It's probably like 14 bucks. It's hilarious to watch your friends play. Uh, not as hilarious to play if you jump easily. <laughs> um, but it was it was good. I, I can't say much for the ending, but I feel like a lot of endings in horror games kind of always the ending is always kind of unexplainable and illogical. Because uh, it's never just like, oh, it's over, you win, like right. no more scary things. Like most it's endings, <laughs> yeah, most endings are made for you to like want to play the next title. 
Yeah, exactly. It always it, the, <laughs> every just, game ends in a cliffhanger. Yeah, you just left with confusion. Like that <laughs> is that it? <laughs> um, PT. This game was it wasn't even a game, but it was a demo that came out for PlayStation that was a part of. Uh, Jeez. Oh, the, the Silent Hill guys. Right. Yeah, so yeah. The, the guys from Silent Hill made this game. All you do is just do loops in this small corridor in a building, and every time you loop, something would change, and they would tell you this story about this young girl who uh, had a miscarriage in, like, an accident or something. And the game, so I believe, this could just be ridiculous rumors I've heard on the Internet, but this game kind of tried to study your patterns and would do things intentionally depending on how hesitant you were like it would it had its preset scares but then it would you know uh if if you did a lot of you know moving around it, it i wish it, w- it was like a um psychological thriller that's okay. the best way for me to describe right. it it was a really in-depth story there wasn't a lot to do but there was a lot i said there wasn't a lot to do i mean you were basically like kind of going down this same hallway up and down a bunch of times but the environment kept constantly changing and you would eventually get in the habit of, you know, doing this same circle around the same, oh, through the hallway, through the room, there's the front door, keep going, open the door, and it brings you right back to where you were. But eventually, they'll just put, like, that girl from the ring, you'll just make a turn, <laughs> and she's just there. So after you've done, like, your seventh loop, all of a sudden you see it, and that by far was my favorite game to watch other people play. I wouldn't dare play that. Right, yeah. Because that shit was intense. Unfortunately... Because the Silent Hill team or the project um, bought heads with PlayStation, they ducked out of the whole thing and removed PT off the uh, the demo list, so it was free for anybody to play at the time. And of course, now you can buy a PlayStation 4 with the demo on it for a couple thousand dollars. That's crazy, just for one game. Yeah, you might as well just go on YouTube and just watch other people play it. I mean, it was absolutely hilarious. I would never have the a big and you know big enough balls to play a game like that <laughs> but it was so cool um i think the result of that now is um the game that that team is now making with norman reedus uh yeah yeah is, i think is that uh, that's stra- some stranded it's still kind of like in the works like there's no launch uh there's no release date or anything for it just yet but um but yeah, like people video have been hardcore has, following it. Video has like dropped for it like randomly. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every like other the, month. people are following the the development of it. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely insane if it's anything like PT. But but yeah, I would tell anybody right. to go play it. Uh, but even if you were a PlayStation guy, you can't anyway at this rate. So <laughs> uh, feel free to watch some videos on YouTube. It's absolutely hilarious and. Um, probably the freakiest game I've ever seen somebody play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, like, the these new games that, like, kind of make you feel uh, claustrophobic, you know, like, you're either, like, you're in a ground Groundhog's Day type of vibe, <laughs> yeah. vibe where um, I think, like, Five Nights at Freddy's, I, I think that's what those games are, are called, where you are in, you're in a, a room or you're just, like, walking around the same rooms again and again, and then one thing changes or, you know, like there's a there's a phone there and then there's suddenly it rings and you hear like a, a, a creepy message and you hang up and you go back around and that phone is gone. But it's like replaced with like a candle that's bleeding and you're just like, what's happening? <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah, yeah. I, I feel like those games, though, they have like the they're meant for the jump scare. Because oh, yeah, of, you know what you're getting of, into when you get there. Yeah, because yeah. out of nowhere, like everything just like flips around on you and just like, why am I? 
I know what the end goal of this is. Like, I'm not going to get out of this place. Like, no, nah, they're they if, if, if they always feel to me like they're built for a horror movie. Like they're like prepping you for the beginning of of something that you just don't want to go through, but you just have to because you want to know <laughs> what's next. The uh, I should say honorable mention to the Evil Within. I didn't play it, but I heard great things about it. I heard it's a uh, pretty classic horror esque. Okay. You know that like kind of chainsaw massacre, kind of crazy dark. Um, I'll bring in um, Slenderman just for the heck of it. I, 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 I never played it. I, it's untraditional in the sense of horror. Uh, I watch people play it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, for me, my, uh, my last honorable mention is going to be uh, Bioshock. Uh, okay. Because I feel like Bioshock's, it has to be at least sci-fi horror. Yeah, it's, it's, it's freaky. You know, yeah, the yeah, first, yeah, And I, I mean, love Bioshock. I, yeah. I got through that. I, I know I'm a little bit of a pansy coming. Picked <laughs> 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 up all these games that I won't play, but uh, no, I, like I, the, I loved Bioshock. At least the first one. Um, it, it definitely gave you the, there was plenty of tension uh, throughout the game, and they introduce a new character that you know, no one has ever played with before and you, you have yeah you have like the little girls that you're trying to save and all, and all this stuff and you you're you once you're going throughout the game you, you're trying to figure out like what is this what is happening here like why are we here and the, the weapons in there were like were dope again yeah. I get I, I talking about it makes me want to like get on Xbox Gamer Pass and and, <laughs> and, and and like immediately immediately look through the library and be like, do you guys have Bioshock? Because I I want to play that game right like right now. Right, and Xbox is totally not uh, tipping us anything to convince you to buy their service. No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> Let's make that very clear because. Uh, I, I would love for them to, but they're not. No, so no. I have no reason to, <laughs> to push <laughs> I have no reason to push this on you. No, it's it's true though, and I don't know if you could like do backwards capability. They got the collection. They made like an H D collection. You can always go get Bioshock one and two and oh and infinite probably. You can get all three of them. I could. Um but I could wait a couple of months and see if it's gonna be on the game pass. Yes, you totally I could. could. Do that. See, they got you already. <laughs> they got you already. Um Bioshock had one of the coolest. Maybe we'll talk about that, like in, you know, next episode. Um, I'd love to talk about like your favorite games. Maybe not so much in uh, playing it, but like just the, your favorite stories. Like I can tell you right off the bat, right. like Bioshock is definitely on my list of a game that was just awesome to sit through the whole way. Uh, I also happen to be replaying Final Fantasy VII for like the <laughs> umpteenth time, so I'm sure I'm gonna, you know, dabble about that for a little bit um, or. Dabble in it, ramble about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, hard games are—they're uh, legit. They're yeah. cool. I, I won't play them, but they're cool. <laughs> Great to watch other people play. Yeah. This week's party chat is the perfect game, or at least the game everyone thought was the perfect game until you played it. Right. Yeah. Everyone's got, you know, a group of friends, or they, they read their reviews on IGN and, and whatever site you use, 
and they're like, oh, 10 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10, greatest game ever. You know, everyone that buys it will love it. It's worth every penny. And then you either catch it on sale or you decide you're going to follow the hype. You check it out. You want to see why everyone is in love with this game. You pop it in, you play it, and then after, you know, an hour or two, you're like, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> and, and that's totally cool, but that sucks because, you know, like, hype is such a, you know, word of mouth and hype is, is a strong seller to games. Yeah. And thankfully, there are games that get a lot of hype, and I think it's true. I think, like, Grand Theft Auto V is a pretty solid game, no matter how you look at it. Um, more recently... Breath of the Wild is a really good game. I right. mean, there's there's definitely plenty of times where that's worked. But then there's also been No Man's Sky. And there's also oh, oh, been... And, you know, and now you, we're currently... Aren't you a victim of No Man's Sky? I am a victim of No Man's <laughs> Sky. And, you know, funny enough, I, I did enjoy it, but I definitely think that um, this hype train phenomenon, if you will, definitely like went completely off the rails and people's imaginations went wild and uh, it was totally under delivered and it it's not that it's I mean you could say it I don't I don't know a bad game to me means it serves as like absolutely zero purpose I think No Man's Sky is um it's good but it's a game about discovery and about like um you know uh, managing materials and building things like building forts and all that and it's very like kind of desolate quiet it's kind of just like a time burner or something you would just play stoned like i don't really (laughs) like that's that is no man's sky and people were like oh i'm gonna be in airships blowing up other people and the da 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 and like they made all these things and the game didn't have any of that and i don't but i mean so to say was i a victim to it yeah i was and it it totally should not have been priced the way it was and, and i ate the money and um, it was totally not worth what I paid for, but is it terrible? No, it's a great idea. It just was executed so poorly, like like a like a movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like um, like the way people would describe Batman versus Superman or Squad. <laughs> you know, multiple opinions. Going on nipples on the bat suit. Come on. <laughs> you got to make room. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it works, and sometimes it it doesn't. Um. You want to kick it off? Is is there a game that came out and you were like, I got to get on it, and you, you tried to love it? Yeah, I mean, and I, nothing. I, uh, I think I've been teasing, or I've mentioned this before in the past, that, you know, and pardon my French. Even, I'm not sure if it's a French word, but fuck Destiny. Um, Destiny was definitely a title because of how much we all uh, trust Bungie because of Halo. Um the whole Halo series, like everyone loves Halo, and then once they decided they were no longer going to be doing uh, any more Halo games, and Destiny was going to be the the thing of our our, our present and our future, that they're going to make this one game and we're going to be playing it for ten years, and I played that game and I was just like, all right, you okay. played it for ten minutes. No, I mean <laughs> I, I I played the game from you know beginning to end because I wanted to like be a part of this like new community. I even played. Uh, tons of multiplayer, which is something that I usually don't get into that much, but it, all those elements seem like great. Like the multiplayer elements, all right, they 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 worked on their own, but the campaign was kind of like it felt like a throwaway until the three expansions were released. Yeah. So I'm I you know you have to put all this time into uh, playing this game, and then when you get to the end of the game, they're like, well, great job. 
now go back out there and do it again. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, you're supposed to, if you're going to give me more, then give me more. But if this is it, then maybe you should have just said, we're going to be a multiplayer game. And then once we release these three things, then you're going to have the full package. Because once those, once like, what was it, the Taken King and yeah, whatever uh, fuck uh, else yeah, the other ones say, were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, they came out and, and then everybody was, like jumped right back in and they fell in love. Like, I know there's tons of people who, who still play Destiny now. But every time I pick it up and try to jump back into it, I'm just like, well, I'm just a level 25 with a light of three, whatever that shit means at this point. But I might still get Destiny too, right? <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, you know it, it's a it's weird. I feel like our uh, our party chat conversation is gonna be a mix of games that everyone loved that you didn't, and games that were like almost perfect, where there was like they, it seemed to have all the elements, but there was always one or two kind of quirks. The kind of like I feel like that conversations, you know, those two subjects are on opposite. Yeah, yeah. Ex, uh, opposite sides of the spectrum. All right, so I'll I'll start with um with games that. Uh, I totally could not jump on. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, and you're not going to like this, okay. Resident Evil was on my list. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, man. Because I I tried the uh, Resident Evil 1, the HD remake, that was free on PlayStation Plus. Okay. And I played that uh, with the controls adjusted and everything, and I it like, I don't know, maybe it was just games were different then. Or, sure. or you know, I I can't find the excuse to be honest. Um, I just I wasn't really into it. Funny enough, I was not into Fallout Three, but I do enjoy Fallout Four. All right. Which I know okay. some people would be like, well, that's stupid because Fallout Three was better, or you know, like everyone's gonna have everyone's a comment their on own that. Opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, some smaller ones like uh, Grim Fandango was a, was a big series. <laughs> I, I actually, I played it, but I just don't understand why everyone's like, oh, yeah, good for that. Like, <laughs> um, the Little Big Planet series has had like three or four. Wait a minute. You didn't like Little Big Planet? I, I, this no, is a, this, I guess I didn't. Like, I don't have an excuse. Again, like, I, I played it, and I was like, oh, like, it's cute, it's silly, but it gave me no motivation to keep playing. It I'm entertained so- me when I was, like, sick home with a cold for a day. And I was like, they made three of these? Like, I find, like, I, I don't find like there's a purpose. I think, there's I no think, purpose in playing I think this people game. may have thought that I was going to interject more when you brought up Resident Evil. The fact that you didn't like Little Big Planet. All right, so is sell me Little Big me. Planet right now. I just, I mean, to me, I, I, I thought it was just so quirky that they just had, like, this little, what is it? Uh, it's a little sack thing. Sack boy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you um You dress him up, you put stickers on the place, around the place. Well, yeah, I mean, that was, like, the silly the silly things. I mean, you could you build your own levels. But I just, I mean, I like games that are, like, like puzzle games, you know? Okay. That don't That's take fair. themselves so seriously. Like, Resident Evil, um, when you strip away all the uh, horror and thrills, it's a, it's a puzzle game. Like, you always have to, like, find one piece... To right. connect to something else, and then that will lead you into a new path. Uh, you know, um, uh, Little Big Planet is a platformer, so you know they're they're they puzzle games of of different worlds. But I just thought, like you know, games like Little Big Planet, um, a recent game, The Cave, which is like an uh, Xbox One uh, arcade game, where it's just like, yeah, you just you find one piece. This will lead you somewhere else. I, I don't know. I and I, I like that you could use your your yeah you were using yourself because you were made of string to like get around. I don't know, man. 
I can't believe Little Big Planet. I Little Big Planet uh, three was free on PlayStation Plus for right. a month. I downloaded it so I can get back to it anytime I want. But I was I all I saw I didn't see puzzles. I saw like stickers and silly <laughs> like you know like a uh, little like emotes or whatever you can do. And um, that's, that's that's the you know that's the and selling. that's all I saw like I, I didn't see purpose and like I don't mind like cutesy games you know what I mean like, right. Nintendo was full of cutesy games and I yeah, love Nintendo yeah. games um, except maybe Yoshi's Story but that's another conversation <laughs> uh, but uh, those are the bright yeah, selling points for that's the like, only thing I saw like I, I I don't see the stripped down oh, part man, that you're was, describing no I and mean because I'm curious just, yeah but it's on my list I'm sorry. Oh man, I just remember get, uh, going through that game and like going from like planet to planet and all like you played that and you were like this game was awesome. Well, I mean, I, I collected uh, stickers. I jumped I ran to the right and jumped on things <laughs> and then I like solved small puzzles. And not to, you know, I mean Mario was just jumping to the right, so you right. know, I uh, not to knock that part, but well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you 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 know, trying to f- <laughs> figure out the physics of this like cylinder trying to like come out come come to you and like how to make it activate something else so it doesn't kill you, but like helps you get further through through the level, and then that's the that's the makeup of of that planet, and then you go to another planet, and you're dealing with like, you know, it's not like a kitchen planet, but you you know everything you're dealing with is like utensils, and you're just playing. I guess it does sound silly. Yes, right, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with silly. You know what? I I will give it a second shot. I was all ready to talk about different games and not being sold on it, but I'm. I'm glad, we, so. I'm glad we stumbled into the actual process yeah, of yeah, one yeah. friend <laughs> going to the other saying, like, bro, you got to get this game. It's awesome. And I can't believe Little Big Planet machine. was the one that yeah. struck a nerve. <laughs> I, I apologize. You, you may return to your list. No, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I, I have I have the Burnout series on here. I was a Need oh. for Speed fan. Bro. That we, like, Burnout, was, was, Burnout was not bad. It's just I was a Need for Speed guy. Right. Like, you know, and I don't, I don't have, you know, oh, this, the stickers and the motion. Like, I don't, <laughs> this, no, like, like burnout was cool. I was really sick of listening to Paradise City fifteen million <laughs> times, but, but, burnout was okay. It just was not my preference. It was well, the yeah. chocolate to my vanilla. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like you can't, you can't compare, you can't compare. Like, I feel like burnout was kind of like close to like the destruction derby series of games. Because, like, Burnout was all about, like, oh, you're going to go really fast. And, and just wreck you, everywhere. Yeah, you're going to jump through posters and all, and all these, like, like uh, billboards and and all these things. Like, you, you can, like, and yeah, Need for Speed. Like, I, I, I love Need for Speed as well, but I would never compare Need for Speed to Gran Turismo. Like, you have, okay, like, your, you have, like, your racing games that, like, you know, like, Ridge Racer. You know, like, these games that, like, oh, we take ourselves seriously. We are semi-serious you're just here to like soup up your car and like you know run away from cops and then burnout it always felt to me like this is the game where you're trying to like collide with other cars and like destroy them and and things like that like but i i mean once again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop you from continuing your list uh but i want everyone else to know that burnout is still is still a fun game yeah, th- these are strictly just my opinions. So you you have fun with your little big planet. And I'll be over here playing Zelda and Horizon and all those other games. What are um, you, The only, I think the only one, uh, I hate to say it, I'm not into Bloodborne. I played Bloodborne oh, and... 
whatever. Said no. Like yeah, I, yeah. I and I thought I I thought I mean I thought I was up for a challenge, but I was not up for a Bloodborne kind of challenge. And um, I think that's a very specific kind of gamer likes to play that stuff. And it was just it was just not for me. It was it was super unforgiving. And it seemed more tedious than challenging, and uh, I was lost constantly. I didn't have any kind of guidance. And in a game where, like, in Breath of the Wild, where there is no guidance, and that's fine because the game itself is about kind of making your own adventure. Right. Bloodborne had a purpose. You were supposed to find these checkpoints among a map, and then you had boss battles and all that. And um, But every time I died, I had to start over and fight the same guys, and, like, I could barely get off the ground, so... It just wasn't for me. And, I, and I've, I've had other friends that felt the same way. And I had one friend come over and blew right past the whole first <laughs> level that took me days to, to beat. Those are his type of games. Yeah, you know, it's it's to the gamer. I mean, you know, don't don't hate me for not liking Bloodborne. I know some people, like, they swore that was going to be game of the year. I think, what, last year when it came out? I mean... I had some real loyalists to it, but uh, it wasn't for me. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I, I burned through my list already. So uh, what wow. game do I have to defend... <laughs> you. Well, you know what? It's 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 funny, and I I, I say this with a with a heavy heart. Uh, I'm just gonna talk about the game that most recently uh, I loved, and then when I got to the very end, it uh, it broke it broke my heart, and so I feel bad for one of my friends who I have this game about, Metal Gear Solid Five. Guys, it finally happened. I beat Metal Gear Solid Five. You know, I didn't get it when it. I got it when it came out immediately when it launched, and Fallout 4 distracted me and all, all all other type of games. And finally, I was just like, I'm going to finish this game. And when I got to the end of the game, I was like, fucking Konami did it again. <laughs> just like, spoiler alert, all right, for both titles, okay? Just like with Metal Gear Sons of Liberty, where in the first uh, portion of the game, you get to play as... Uh, as Snake, and the next you know you're playing as as Raiden. Everyone got pissed off because you're just like I'm. I'm here to play a Snake. A snake. Right. Yeah, this is a, this is what it's all about. Who's this young blonde-haired guy? Nothing against Tim, guys. Yeah, no, I love no, blonde-haired no, dudes. Totally, totally. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. People are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but you have this. You have like this uh, uh, whiny kid that you end up playing the game as. So what did uh, Metal Gear Solid Five? do to you when you reach the end of the game let's what are you good were you gonna spoil oh, it no i was gonna say sabotage <laughs> yes they do yeah it's, it's sabotage they they basically let you know that you haven't been playing as as big boss not at all you've been playing as the guy who protected him from some uh explosion and is been there as like a surrogate while he's off on an, on another island getting some nation of like soldiers ready some some you know bullshit it, so this whole game you don't find out until the very end that oh yeah you haven't been big boss this whole time and it it, it doesn't necessarily take away from your from your experience not at all but you have to play like at least 30 or so missions and you're basically done with the game and then everything after that is you finding little bits of story that will help you in no way get to what is this all about and then once you f go to the end and replay the very first part which is when you were at the hotel on uh, the hospital um 
then you figure then you learn the whole truth and i'm just like is i spent this much much time like put my heart into this game for this for no reward for no uh <laughs> but you know once again i still had i still the i i had fun on the journey you know the 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 missions were very well thought out you know it did get annoying that you had to repeat um uh some of the missions so you can move on move forward but it was yeah it was still it was still a fun game but it it broke my heart that they tried an old trick fucking metal gear solid 5 yeah i'm sorry i'm yeah i'm sorry (laughs) i i i I wish i had more on my list this is probably why i was critiquing yours i'm still surprised by little big planet but metal gear solid 5 ruined I hope there's a six coming out. I don't know, but Are you still, sure? It doesn't sound like you. I don't really, know, man. It, it's you're just, awfully conflicted. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just like what I was saying about Destiny. Like, yeah, I had, I didn't like what happened at the end, but you know, parts of the journey to get there right. are, are why, like, I, I would want to play Destiny too. You know, same thing can be said for people who are like really big fans of like the the Mass Effect series, which I am. Like, I'm going to get Mass Effect Andromeda. But Mass Effect Three, the way it it ended, it was like, um, that's it. Like I did all of this, and this is this is what you you give me. But you know that Bioware is really good at what they do. So the next title is probably gonna have like some of the elements from the past games, some new things. So you, it, it, they these video game companies know how to get you back into right. it. So if there was a Metal Gear Six. They got me. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it, because I, I, I just want to know. Like, are you gonna explain what happens after this? Because this, uh, with, with Metal Gear Solid Five, I think it takes place in like 1984, 1985. So it's kind of like a prequel. You're kind of like learning about like all these things that you've already played since like the very first Metal Gear. So I think that's pretty cool. But it's kind of like messed up how you learn that well whatever <laughs> but you'll never hear me bring up Metal Gear Solid 5 again until next episode until the next episode <laughs> ladies and ladies <laughs> and other ladies all the ladies all the ladies <laughs> thank you very much for a uh, for attending another episode of the Couch Jockeys it yep. was a pleasure to serve you Wherever you may be, in your car, on the train, in your bed, in your bedroom, in your bedroom. Ladies. Ladies. <laughs> you can find us on uh, all types of uh, social media. Of course, we're on SoundCloud and your favorite podcast streaming apps. We're on Instagram at podcouchjockey. You can find us on Twitter on uh, couchjockeyspod. Just look up... Couch jockeys, you'll find us. Yeah, and feel free to uh, give us a shout, say what's up, you know, uh, tell us how you're doing, tell us uh, what game you absolutely loved or what game you did not understand why you were supposed to love. Uh, we'd be more than happy to hear your opinions and maybe even share it on the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, everybody. I am Tim Shortell. And I am Valerie jean We are those couch jockeys. Bonos <laughs> dia. Uh, no, noches. Bonos noches. <laughs> I already screwed up. Uh, (laughs) Game over.